Hello and welcome to the Masters Swimming Podcast. Well, what a weekend in Sheffield for the National Championships. Uh, we will be reviewing the weekend in detail on next week's show once we've all had the chance to settle back in. But today we've got a really unique opportunity to talk to Imogen Clark, uh, a Commonwealth and European silver medalist from this summer just gone, uh, among other great achievements. Uh, Imogen, it's, uh, it's great to have you on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. So you raced this weekend in Sheffield. Uh, was this your first ever Masters competition? Yeah, yeah, it was the f- first ever one for me. How, how did it go? Oh, I, I absolutely loved it. Like, I wasn't quite sure what to expect, but it was so packed and it was just so so diverse. Like, it, I really wasn't sure what to expect, but I, I had such a good time, such a good weekend. It's um, it really is the highlight of it's the highlight of my year, and I think it's the highlight of most people's year. You you know you see so many amazing swimmers, but you also see a lot of the people that you probably don't see for a whole year or or whatever. Especially if you kind of live at opposite ends of the country, so it's almost like a bit of a reunion weekend as well. So it's uh, it's something that we love. Um, you picked up uh, two British records in the fifty and the two hundred breaststroke uh, for yep. the eighteen to twenty four age category, of course, um, and you also took silver in the hundred. What was the idea behind coming to a masters competition? to compete um, I think it was just quite a nice one just it was the first competition I've done of the season um, and it just kind of fell at the right place in terms of like it we've done a good training block now it wasn't too soon to race it wasn't late do you know what I mean it just kind of fell really nice it was quite a low pressured meet for me to go to and um, quite a fun one like I did the 200 breaststroke which I've not competed in really since 2016 um so it was just kind of like a safe environment for me just to go and race not have like eyes watching and just just to have fun and, and like I say the people that are there it's really quite inspiring and um, so it's just a it was a, just a nice meet mentally for me to, for me to go along and swim um, and I actually swam quite well considering where we're at in the season um so yeah it was really good yeah, you t- you're telling me you swam well. Um, you said you said on your Instagram, of course, that it was your first meet of the season. Um, so did you take some time off after the sort of Commonwealth and Europeans this summer? Yeah, yeah. So um, after Commonwealth, because I wasn't, I didn't know I was going to Europeans. I'd already taken a few days off. Then obviously went out to swim Europeans where I had COVID, so I had another week off there before I could actually race. Um, so cumulatively, then I had a little break after Europeans. I probably had quite a few weeks off um, over the summer. Um, but I started training at the start of September. Um, and since then, it's been like really hard graft um, since then. So if it had been any sooner racing, I'd have probably absolutely just flopped. But I've, I've managed to cope with the training now enough to be able to race. Oh, that's good. And um, so this was your first meet of the season. What's your schedule like up to the end of this like calendar year? Um, I've just got quite a lot of random competitions, to be, to be honest. Um, the big one at the end of end of the year is um, the world championships um, that are in Australia they're in that's in December so every like meet I do now is just more preparation towards towards that end goal um, in December um, I've got like Midlands I think that's I think that's my next one is next weekend is Midlands um, I've just got loads of competitions just to stay race fit um, obviously I'd normally be at the ISL now um, for a few months and that's obviously not on this year so I'm just trying to keep that racing practice in. Yeah, no, that sounds great. Let's talk specifically about your swims from this weekend then. Um, by the way, it was absolutely amazing to watch you. It really was a privilege, actually. Thank uh, you. It's, it's clear to see you've got incredible power, you know, in your 50. Was it always about sprinting breaststroke for you? you know, were you born a, a sprinter? <laughs> um, controversy, but yes, I think I am. Um, it's always just been something that I'm naturally kind of good at. 
Um, and I think being good at sprinting at a young age is, you know, you always like to do stuff you're good at. So I think because I was naturally quite good at it, it's become now a real super strength because I've worked hard at it as well. Um, it definitely comes more natural than, you know, the 100 breasts, especially more than the 200 breast. Um but I, I just really enjoy it as well. Like sprinting is just where I'm just most comfortable in. It's to say the 50 is where the margin for error is the least, like it's so little. I just seem to strive under that. And it's just the one I, I really love doing. No, definitely. It's sim- similar to me, actually, um, in, in the sense that I don't necessarily know if 50s and 100s are my best. I just, they're the ones I enjoy the most. So they're the ones I get the most buzz out of. So, I, I, you know, I tend to naturally lean towards those. Um, t- talking about that power that you have, it, you really lift yourself high out of the water. It was It was clear to see you against the rest of the field, especially Tatiana next to you. You really bring yourself high. Is that something that's natural for you or is that something you've really worked at? Yeah, I think that's something that's actually quite natural. Um, I do work a lot of a lot of the upper body, you know, typically breaststroke is a lot of legs, but you'll often see a lot of the male sprinters often lift themselves out really high out of the water. And that I think is just out of pure strength of the arms to be able to actually lift yourself out. Um, and I'm quite I'm quite strong in the gym. I do a lot of lot of work on on the arms. So I think that strength and my natural ability to sprint just kind of puts me into that technique. Um, everyone's breaststroke technique is slightly different, but yeah, I definitely think I'm probably more 50-50 with arms and legs rather than it being legs dominant. Yeah, I, I mentioned just there you were racing against um, Tatiana in the in the 50 and the 100. I think it was it was just that those two, was she in the 200 as well or, or not? Uh, no, she wasn't in the two, no. No, no, cool. So, so you you took the fifty in twenty nine sixty one, um, and you finished second to Tatiana in the hundred uh, in one hundred six twenty nine. Uh, they're both fabulous swims, by the way. Um, but you definitely look more at home when you're repping out strokes at a really high rate. You know, uh-huh. on the 50. Um, it, it kind of sounds like you you feel more at home in in something like that. Yeah, definitely. Like the 50 is just really what comes natural. I can stand behind the block on a fifty and just be ready to absolutely smash it up and have fun on it. Yeah. Um, my head can almost go turn off and just just do it um, for the 100 and this is what a lot of my training is is for now is for the 100 is trying to use what I'm naturally good at and trying to implement that into the 100 so you know that, that was the first race of the season for the 100 breasts and to be honest it's a great time for the first one but I came out of it wanting more because I knew there was stuff that I just didn't didn't hit right um, like I say I naturally kind of sit at a higher straight rate when I'm ripping and tearing it um, so I just need to find how to do that on the 100 but relaxed um, whereas this this weekend on the 100 breast I just felt like I just backed off too much and my straight rate just slowed off too much on the first 50 whereas I think I could actually just hold maybe a higher straight rate and and maintain it Oh, that's that's the dream, isn't it? Like doing two really two really good swims, but still knowing you've got tons of things to work on. It's uh, it's really good. When when it comes to that mindset, when you're racing the fifty, do you find yourself thinking more about, or, or or should I say, do you do you completely switch off and just let the explosion take over, or do you really tune in to your technique and that connection with the water? Yeah, no, I really tune in. It's quite um, a common thing where people often just go, oh, 50, grass, flash and dash, and yeah, it's just absolutely. like complete mentally just just <laughs> go at it. Part, part of it is that, but there's so many technical points in in the 50. You know, I, my main thing is to always make sure my first three strokes are relaxed because if I try too hard, the water slipped. And then, you know, especially short course, you've got more to think about fast turn, getting deep off, your, off my... Um, off the turn is another one so I can do a good pull out if I often don't get deep enough I'll catch my own wave that's just gone into the wall um so as much as I say I switch off and it's natural because I've rehearsed it so often in training I do so many 50s maxes 
those little pointers are more like they're they are natural but it's when I'm racing each little pointer I kind of go along go tick done that tick done that Mm -hmm. and then the natural speed and strength behind it is is that's what's natural it's amazing isn't it how in when when things are happening 100 miles an hour but you're so focused you can actually think of so many things but people say that don't they in uh, in extreme uh, survival moments how you can suddenly just time moves really slowly and you can think about all these different things and to actually be able to almost do a checklist as you go through your 50 you you think you wouldn't sort of have the mental space for that it's amazing that you do yeah and that took that took a real long time to learn like I wouldn't say into the last sort of three four years where that's been I've been able to do that because it is so difficult you're moving so fast the race is only what 29 seconds but I can probably tell you five six things that I check off in that race that's no, it's, it's brilliant. It's really good. Um, so speaking with uh, with Helen Gorman over the weekend, so I know you know her well. Um, so yeah. she's, I mean, she's also an incredible breaststroker, of course. Uh, she broke her own world record in the two hundred this weekend. Also took gold in the fifteen hundred by an absolute mile. Um, she said your training isn't too dissimilar to that of a of a kind of a master swimmer in that it's quite low volume, but it's uh, there's a real focus on sort of strength training. So, so what does your weekly schedule sort of look like? Um, I mean, at the moment, I think I do seven swims, I think it is, um, and three gyms at the moment. Um, it's more kind of what I get in there. I know a lot of swimmers probably my age are probably ripping out 10 swim sessions a week. But I just, for me, if I do too much with being a sprinter, it kind of it just overloads me and I'd probably do one real good week and then one week that's just absolutely got nothing out of it. So I just try and make sure every session that I do has has a purpose and I'm gaining all the time. Um, and that's that's kind of how I train at the moment. I'm doing certainly a lot more volume than I probably have done in the past few years. Um, training for the training for the hundreds, um, but a lot like every session is just purposeful. Whether that's easy recovery and we're learning how to tweak things, or if it's real graft. Um, the same in the gym. Some days in the gym, if I've just come out of a really hard pool session, it'll be right. What depth can I get in my squat rather than how heavy? Um, but other sessions. Then, then ones in the gym are, are really key. So has that been a, a, in terms of in the pool, has that been a real switch in the last few years than training more for the 100 perhaps than just the 50? Yeah, it's been really since January, um, since I moved back to, to DaVentio XL, um, it's been a real switch to move back onto the 100. I trained with Jamie Main, who was the coach of DX from January, January through to May. So that lasted me through to trials for the 100 breasts. And then, um, John Ady, who's just joined DX this season. We've only been working together since September, but it's been a real focus to, you know, I go a 29.6 on a, on a 50 breast. Why can't I go a 64 on the 100? Um, you know, so we've just been focusing on that. And so we've made a slight shift towards just more 100 training. So this the meet this weekend was a real test almost just to see how that's affected my 50 speed because it's not been like the key focus, but it's still there. So that's great. Is that something that you chose to do in terms of going more for the hundred or is it something that you sat down with your kind of your team and your coaches and said, okay, maybe we need to start looking at other distances? Yeah. So full like group discussion, really, it's more just to do with the selection criteria. Um, and I'm obviously like we've been selected for world champs this year. I'm going to be racing the hundred breaststroke there. And I, I want to personally go and do a good job, um, even though it's one that's outside my comfort zone. And not, you know, when I think other people think of me as an athlete, they don't think of me as the 100 breaststroker. I'm, I'm the 50 girl. Um, but personally, I think with the speed I've got, I, I just need to train for that 100 and just crack it really mentally. I think I've got the tools to put together a real good 100. It's just the one where mentally it doesn't come as natural. And I kind of, 
like this weekend, my thing with John was I just need to be brave. And that was the one thing on, on my second 25. I just wasn't brave enough. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's a full group discussion and, and it's one that I'm, I'm quite happy to do right now. So yeah. No, that sounds good. Um, when, when you're in the water, what, what, what type of training are you doing? So it's, uh, the reason I asked that is I had James Gibson on the podcast not too long ago, and he was talking about Ben Proud, who of course is a dedicated 50 meter swimmer. Um, yeah. And I know, you, I know you just said there that you are working much more to the hundred now, but but he, he said that Ben kind of has adopted this polarized training where he's either really slow or really fast. And there's kind of nothing aerobic um, at all. Does that sound something familiar to you? Uh, or, or, or I guess there is probably some aerobic training in there now that you're doing the hundred. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you look at Ben's 53 that he probably does in 21 seconds long course and my 50 breast long course that is 30 seconds, I'm swimming for almost half his race again. Very true. Um, so when you look at sprinting, even though it's just a 50, you know, you've got such, it's such a difference between Ben doing a 53 to me doing a 50 breaststroke. Like literally, if if I swim for 21 seconds breaststroke, I've got to 35, 35 metres. Mm-hmm. Um, so... That's where it's very different, I think, training male sprinters to female sprinters, especially when it's breaststroke. So I do do, I do, do a lot of aerobics swimming. Um, it's kind of, I do something real fast into something real slow, but just so I keep moving. Um, so I do do a lot of aerobic. I wouldn't say I do a lot of threshold work, um, which is, you know, the real middle ground of, I, to effect, I am one end of the scale to the other end of the scale in terms of speed and slow, but um, there's definitely a lot of, lot of aerobic swimming in there. How did you find your turns this weekend? Because obviously being a 50 metre swimmer predominantly, mostly long course, you don't always have a turn. So what does it feel like trying to, you know, make sure you kind of perfect that turn? Yeah, short course racing is always technical over everything, I think. You miss a turn and, you know, that's the race kind of gone. Um, I was, to be honest, on both my 50 and my 100, my first turn was long. Um which is, I mean, to go 26-1 with a long turn is is great. It was just what what did I kind of do wrong to do that? And and I think on, on a 50 breaststroke this weekend, it was just a matter of I just rushed my dive slightly. Um, you know, when you're doing a 50, you want, it's the first one of the season, you just want, kind of want to get up and get going. And actually, I just had more time just to just relax, just the first first glide out of my uh, out of the dive. If I had done that for a split second, that would have probably meant my turn would have been absolutely bang on. Um, but it's just the, that's why I like to race a lot because the more racing you do, the more you get to realize these little these little pointers to then make sure when it comes to the big one, you know exactly what you're doing to hit that wall perfect to do a perfect turn. So yeah. You talked about you've got the the worlds later this year, so and you're racing again this this coming weekend. So, you know, it, for every race that you do now up to the worlds, are, are you kind of going into each one to work on something or a few things as opposed to just going and mindlessly racing? Yeah, definitely. I mean, every every race I kind of do, I try and put do something almost new or just think about what what mistake I almost made last time to then try and like fix it this time. And sometimes you do that, and then. I could fix my turn, but then that might alter my finish. So then you learn something else. Um, so for sure, like that's why, I, like that's why I'm just I've just penciled in so many meets that I can do between now and Worlds, just to make sure I keep rehearsing that because you can do it in training a lot of times, but it's still different when you do it in an actual competition. So what's the aim for this weekend? Then what what are you going to be working on? Um, just to progress, I think on the fifty breaststroke, um, like regardless of the time, for me the time right now is completely irrelevant we're still getting absolutely smashed in training um but I think if if just on the 50 breaststroke this weekend if I can just relax that dive and hit my turn 
that would be great. On the 100 breaststroke, I just want to be more brave um, on the first 50. Um, they're, they're my two, and they're quite simple things really, but they're my two things I just want to nail nail this weekend. No, that sounds great. You, you said earlier, um, you can obviously, you know, swim the 50 and what you swim it in, and then you do your, your 100 on 106 and you say, why can't I do that on 104? Are you confident that you can do it on 104 at some point? Definitely. I think once I've got, enough training under my belt and I'm rested for a meet. I can't, I can't see why not. Um, my best is a 65-1, so I'm very close to it. But um, yeah, I, I just think I've got the tools to it. The 100 is very much a mental block for me. Um, I think the 50 is one that I'm good at and I'm like continuously good at, whereas I think the 100 is I'll do one good one, one bad one, and then I'll get knocked down for it. And then, you know, you don't make it all the, all team selections are based on the 100. So you don't make a team and then it's like another knock on the on the 100 breast. So it's more just a confidence builder of just getting comfortable doing the 100 breast. Um, so that's why my main point for the 100 this weekend is just to be brave. Yeah. That's, that's a really, really interesting point that you made, made there. Because when I, when I watched you on the 50 you just looked confident as hell. W- w- would you say that you are a really confident 50 swimmer and then a less confident 100 swimmer? Like, w- where, do, where do you sit on confidence generally in, in the water? Yeah, definitely. I th- Like, for the 50 breaststroke, that's me, like, 100% confident um, and just comfortable. Yeah. I think confidence and comfortability on, on the 50 breaststroke is just, it, that's just me. Like, I, if I had to sum up me, that is me at my most, like, normal kind of just comfortable kind in, of position in the I state, yeah literally yeah like I just love it and it, for the 50 breaststroke it doesn't matter who's at the side of me it could be a nine-year-old it could be world record holder I'm just like let's go like I can, like let's just do it I, I'm just raring to go on that whereas 100 is definitely more of like I have to think about it and it's you know what I mean it's it's definitely not as natural but I, I definitely gained a lot through last year's ISL because I did so many hundred breaststrokes I just kind of learned to love it again um and then obviously we're not having that this year I just wanted to try and try and get going again on on the hundred yeah so, so it sounds like that's the key to fixing that confidence or that mental block is just the more you do it the more practice you get the better you'll get yeah 100 percent yeah that sounds good. So let's talk about your gym work. You sort of mentioned it earlier with with some of your lifts that you do. So you say three three sessions a week. Did you say or four sessions? Uh, three at the moment. Then I'll go up to four. Yeah, You'll go up to four. Uh, and are you so are you focusing? I guess predominantly on the big lifts, the big compound lifts, or is there more sort of um, you know dedicated work to certain parts of the, like joint? You know, joint. Um, what's the word? Um, <clears throat> like yeah, protection of the joints and stuff like that. Or is it just about building? Um, it's, it's a, it's a mixture. A lot of my gym work at the moment is just purely just to support the pool. Um, at the moment, the pool takes pure priority. Um, if I was to do my old gym program with this swimming, I think I'd last about four days and then I'd be in <laughs> absolute hole. Um, so, but yeah, I do a lot of compound movements. Um, not and often not very heavy. Um, not right now. Um, a lot of my compound movements, I'd rather absolutely crack them technically and get more out of it by getting a full range. You know, if I do a full range squat, that's so much better that I can probably get my bum nearly to the floor. So then when I'm doing a breaststroke turn in a tuck position, I can push off great rather than chucking a load of weight on and just squatting a few inches down. Um, so that's kind of how I process my gym is it's got to have a purpose for the pool. Um, but I do a lot of compounds. So I do a lot of, you know, squatting, benching, do a lot of pull-ups. Um, I think that helps my breaststroke loads is pull-ups. Um, off the body weight as well, which is how you swim with your body weight in the pool. Um, and then I do a lot of a lot of power work to help help get off the blocks. A lot of you jumping, a lot of landing, that kind of stuff. 
when you when you mentioned the the compound moves thinking more technically about them as opposed to just the sheer you know weight that you're lifting do you do a lot of um so for on a squat for example do you, do you try and come down quite slowly and then explode up into the movement so is, is there a lot of that explosive movement going on yeah we do a mixture we'll often do um slow down fast up we'll have to often go normal down and then as slow as possible back up just so you're almost working time under tension and that that is one that gets you get your legs shaking like mad it's it's almost like trying to find your control as well so it's a lot of my gym is quite contrasting in the fact of we'll do something real powerful and then actually do something that's like how controlled can you do it um you know you can do a pull up with a clap and then actually can you just do a pull up moving as slow as possible but it's always moving a pull up with a clap can you explain what that looks like um <laughs> Just as you do, you pull up at the top, you let go of the bar, clap, catch the bar at the top, and then lower yourself back down. Oh, that sounds good. I'm going to have to give that a go. <laughs> That's, that sounds hard. I, I, I think press-ups with a clap is hard enough. Never mind a pull-up with a clap. Um, <laughs> let, let, yeah. Let's sort of um, come back to to the weekend just gone then. You, you swam the 200, um, yeah. which, which, by the way, was also a British record. Um, yeah. for, um, <laughs> fantastic. 228.43 insane time um but it's unfamiliar territory for you uh, why, why did you decide to swim it um to be honest p- partly just for a little bit of a laugh um yeah. like going back to the safe place I felt like I was just in a safe arena just to go and do something and if it's awful and looks horrific I can just get out and just still say hello to everyone um and it not it's not doesn't mean too much um and then secondly, just, just to help with that kind of fear factor over the 100 breaths, I think if I can go and swim a 200 breaths and complete it, then at least I've done something bigger than the 100 rather than the 100 always being a step up from the 50. Um, it's just nice to be able to do something bigger than the 100. Do you think you'll maybe uh, race 200 a bit more because you know because of the reasons you've just said? Uh, potentially. Um, like I'm not doing it this weekend. I've got a pretty packed schedule this weekend, but... Maybe again, like in the, when if there's another similar kind of competition that's a safe one where I can just go and do one, um, then then probably yeah, like it wasn't horrific. I think I learned a lot from when I swam the because the hundred and the two hundred was on the same day this weekend. Yeah. The hundred, I wasn't happy because I just wasn't brave enough. That was that's and I swam down. And I was like, oh, like that's really frustrating. Like I just wasn't brave enough. And I was swimming down. And I was like, I'm going to smash this two hundred. And that's kind of. Instantly, I was like, I'm going to be brave on the 200. Um, so it's just sort of more about carrying that. And I think if I learn something positive from doing the 200, then I can't see why why not. Even though I don't train for the 200, I will never be a 200 swimmer. But um, for the mental side of it, I think it's really good to do. You said you don't train for the 200, but in terms of training for the 100, do you do a lot of sort of 200 meter reps in in training in the pool? Um, not often, to be honest. There's, I, I do... Um, a couple of sessions a week um, that I do by myself at my home pool um, with my home club Bricknold um, just because Derby is quite far for me to travel to um, so when it's a session that's not too hard and I don't really need a coach John writes me the session and often that'll just have some longer reps breaststroking like 150s the occasional 200 breaststroke that I can just do by myself slowly and just like get used to just you know almost the breath hold of, of doing a 200 breaststroke so I do it often in like my slow sessions where I'm by myself but not not often in like a key set so when you went in for your 200 then given that you don't really train it very often it's not something that you've raced very much at all how did you did you just go purely on feel in terms of your stroke rate because obviously it's going to have to be you know much less so would you just go on a feel or did you kind of know in your head how many strokes you wanted to achieve each length 
No, I completely kind of jumped into that race blind. Um, for some, <laughs> I, can't, I count every single stroke. That sounds like every one of my races. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Like I, I count every single stroke in training, every single stroke in a race, like, and I do it just, it's automatic. I don't even mean to do that. And I went into that race and I was like, like on a hundred, I know I'm normally six and a half, seven strokes from the first 25 on a 50. I'm always eight. Like every time I'm always eight that I was like, I don't even know. So I just jumped in, did a real big pull out. Cause I was like, I can, I can take my time, do a real big pull out. And I was five strokes to 25. Five. Wow. Um, so I, I counted all the numbers. Um, but my main process was just to feel just purely out of feel like that first 50, I just wanted it to feel easy. The second 50 was the same, to be honest, build it slightly, but still just easy. Cause I was like, that's normally where I finish and that's my longest finish. And I'm only halfway. Um, and then after the hundred point, it was kind of like, can I just keep going and keep pushing almost? And that was a race of more, how much can I hurt myself rather than having specific like tactics? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and again, I know you weren't necessarily too bothered about how you got on. I haven't seen your, your splits from, from your two hundreds or, or your four fifties, but be pleased with your splits towards the end. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, <laughs> What was really good was my first 50, I did five strokes and seven strokes and still turned in a 31. Um, right. And that, like, I thought it'd be low slower than that because I was just gliding and I was, like, not out of breath at all after the first 50. So to go a 31 was great. And then my 100 split was a 108, um, which if you'd have probably asked me last year, that I'd, I'd have been quite happy with that with just the 100s. Um, so just to be able to turn in a 108 really comfortably was, like, a real positive that I took out of that race. And then... So what did I go? 108. And I think my second 100 was a 119. Right. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> so massive, massive drop off. That's awful. If you pass me a kickboard, I can kick a hundred breaststroke under, under 120. <laughs> um, but, but it was just more about the graft and um, just trying to control the breathing and just to, like, I was blowing. I got to 125 and I thought I was going to be sick. And I was like, just don't be sick in the pool. Wow. And that, that's kind of what I, but the first hundred was so easy. So it was a yeah. massive learning curve because that was so easy. But maybe the fact that I'd only done five, five strokes was, was I too much out of breath and stuff like that. So it was a real good, just learning curve. Yeah. Do you think if the 200 had been scheduled before the 1500, you wouldn't have done it? Did you do it because it was like the last one? No, I no, I think I'd have probably still done it to be honest. There's quite a lot of time between the races and this this meet wasn't about specific times on the scoreboard. So I think I would have still done it just for that pure bit of a laugh and a bit of a confidence boost almost. Yeah, fair enough. So obviously, uh, you know, you, you don't want to give away too much of your training um, because I'm, I'm sure it's quite quite private to you, but I'm really interested to know maybe some some particular drills that you work on quite a lot in training. Is there anything, you know, even if it's just really slow 25 technical drills, is there anything that you... <laughs> you love doing that you really feel helps your brushstroke? Um, I love doing kick, pull, kick drill, um, old fashionedly known as the two kicks to one pull. But often when you do that, you come up and you duck down to do two kicks. I like to just switch the order around. So I start off with a kick and then almost do a full stroke. Um, just because that keeps my hips high. Um, that's that's one drill that I really quite like doing. Um, and then another one is that I'm just focusing on right now is just the breathing. Um, it's just making sure every... every stroke I do a breaststroke I just make sure I get a full full breath in um just to try and help me on the on the hundred to make sure I've just got enough oxygen in because you often do it just quite automatically whereas if I actually think about the breath well I get more in so they're, they're the two kind of things I like doing no that's cool um so what did you what did you make to the to the competition overall and as you said it was packed there were loads of people um as I, as I said earlier it's I I love that competition it's so good um do you think you do you think you'd do it again 
Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. we were already talking about next year's one. Yeah. Amazing. Um, if, you, if you guys from DX will be 18 by next year, so we're on for taking a team, I think, because I think there was only three of us this year who was actually old enough to go and do it. Um, but yeah, I loved it. Like, it was loud. I loved the little, like, ding that you got when you broke the British record. That was always going on. <laughs> Brilliant. It's just yeah, it was just a real good atmosphere. Like everyone was clapping when when like records got broke and stuff like that. And even though I don't know if the crowd was even big, it just seemed to be packed full of swimmers. And it, yeah. yeah, I think the atmosphere was really good. Oh, great! Uh, and, and what are your general hopes for the season? I, I suppose you're looking for looking for some big things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Worlds this year is a real big one. I'd love to personally go best time there at Worlds. I'd love to make the Worlds final. That's like my first big goal. And then the next one would be to qualify for world long course. So the qualification for that is in April. Um, right. That's my second biggest is to try and try and make the team for the world long course. That sounds amazing. Um, I mean, I wish you all the best of luck in the season. I hope it, obviously I hope it goes really well. It was a pleasure to watch you swim this weekend. It really was. Um, so yeah, I hope obviously as each week goes past and each competition goes past, you're sort of ticking those things off and uh, <laughs> feeling like you're getting closer to the perfect race. Um, yeah, thank you. I, I saw on your Instagram that you started your own sports massage uh, business earlier this year. How, how's that going? Yeah, it's going all right. I'm still not. I'm still a student at the moment, um, waiting to do my exam. That always seems to fall on the weekend of when I'm racing, <laughs> which has been annoying because I've missed the last few just because I've been racing um, or been off on holiday. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just just something I wanted to get now um, and start building like a client base and just earn a little bit of a little bit of money um, that can help fund my swimming and then hopefully. You know, whenever swimming career ends, whenever that may be, I've got something to fall back on because I really enjoy doing it. So that's more a future focused thing, is it, as opposed to a now? Yeah, definitely. Because it doesn't actually make me much money now um, whilst I'm still learning and everything, but it's something that I've set up. So in hopes that I can maybe build a bit of a client's like book up and just get some experience in now for something to potentially fall back on. Yeah, well, that sounds great. Well, anybody that's Derbyshire-based, um, follow Imogen on Instagram and you will find more details for her business. Um, honestly, it was so great to talk to you. Um, thank you for coming, gracing our competition. It was, uh, it was brilliant <laughs> to watch you. All the best with, uh, with the season. I hope it all, all goes well. Thank you very much.